last week, some group of people had the F1 tree and the boldness to knock on our door to say our prayer and our worship was disturbing them. Hallelujah. Well, the Bible said, they shall surely gather, but not by my name. As many that gather against the name of Jesus Christ shall always, what? Fall. Amen. Today's sermon is going to be something different from what you've ever had before. I'm going to take a lot of time, so be prepared. If you did not eat breakfast, it is good. Hallelujah. The title of the message is that God will give you opportunity to say no. I said God will give you an opportunity to say no. But don't say no. Don't say no. If God gives you an opportunity to say no, don't say no. Every assignment, every calling over your life, we put you in a position that is contrary to what you know. It is God wanting to be sure you want to do it out of your heart. It is God trying to really know if he has found the right person. It is okay if you say no, because God is never short of hands and is never short of talent. But he only offered it to you because he saw something in you that he thought he can use. Don't hold it back. Tell somebody, don't say no to God. It is very easy. It is very easy to praise God and to obey God when we understand everything around us. It is very easy to witness for God when all things are working and we, we love it and we just know that this is God. But when God put us in a compromising position, are we still ready to obey his word if one is not pleasant? I say God will give you an opportunity to say no. But don't say no. Let us go to the book of Deuteronomy, where we started a month with. I hope you've studied that chapter of the Bible. Most often, we pick out the nice things in the Word of God, and we leave out the lessons that the Word of God teaches. But the Word of God was written in totality because in understanding the totality of the Word, then you can take hold of all the blessings that comes with it. I would like to preach, but I want to teach. And if I'm going to teach, I want you guys to be a part of it. So let's go to verse 21. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 21. And let's read it. He said, look, behold, the Lord your God 
has set the land before you. Go up and possess it, as the Lord your God of your fathers has spoken to you. Do not fear or be discouraged. This was Moses giving final instructions to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. If that was all he said, the church would close and go home. And everybody would feel nice. Let's read the next verse. Want to go? 22. Amen. He said, and every one of you came near to me and said, not God. Who came near? The people. They came near. Moses spoke the word of God with faith and declared it and said, God has set the land before us to take it. But the people in their wisdom, they came together and said, you know what? Let us send spies. And every one of you came near to me and said, let us send men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back words to us of the way by which we should go up. Who was leading them? How did they get to where they were? Who brought them there? Did they send somebody to search the land before they got to that mountain? Why are they changing position? Why are they changing their strategy? Because something has crept into their hearts. Unbelief have grown so much inside of them and they are now leaning on their own understanding. Are you following me? The people came to Moses and said, Moses, we are as wise as God. Now, let us send men ahead. Let them search the land for us. And not only search out the land, they should tell us the way we should go. The day you neglect this, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life to direct you, you will make a major mistake. The day you are bad on God, it might not be intentional. It might look very simple. It might be a simple decision you needed to make. And you, you believe you have known God so well, and as such, you can guess what he wants to do. You are in a very sleepy place. Let's go on. Verse 23. Verse 23. What did he say? The plan pleased me well. Wow. He didn't say the plan pleased God well. The plan pleased me well. Yes. My people have finally stepped up. They are taking up responsibility now. They are taking up initiative. Said the plan pleased me well. So, I took 12 of your men. One man from each tribe. Who told Moses to do this? God, all his people, his people. Who called Moses? The people or God? Hallelujah. When you abandon the word of God, the noise will become your advisors. Did you hear me? 
when you abandon the word of God, the noise will become your advisors. The plan please me well. And he still did not consult God. That the plan looked good, that it made it good for God. Are you hearing me? That it looked good on paper doesn't mean that is what God wants for you, except you see it from the world. And a lot of Christians cannot see how the word of God can translate into their daily life. They don't understand it. They don't know how to. And they don't even make effort to practice how the word of God can manifest in their life. The next verse will be a little bit faster now because if we go at this pace, we'll be here for a long time. And some of your salad will get cold. And they departed and went up into the mountains and came to the valley of Ekrom or whatever the name is. And and spread it out. Okay, next verse. They also took some of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down to us. And they brought back words to us, saying, it is a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. It is a good land which the Lord our God is giving us. But, next verse, nevertheless, nevertheless, you would not go up. <laughs> nevertheless, you will not go up, but rebel against the command of the Lord your God. I said, God will give you opportunity to say no, but don't say no. In verse 21, what did Moses tell his people? Verse 21, quickly. Look, behold, see, the Lord your God has set the, Lord, has set the land before you. Go up and possess it. And the wise men that they sent came back. He said, nevertheless, we will not go up. Which we stand? God's command or man's wisdom? We will not go up. Verse 26. They said, no. God is no longer capable. God is no longer dependable. God is no longer reliable. We have all that we need to know. Our men, they are wise. They are from different tribes. And the plan pleased Moses. Verse 27. Verse 27. And when they went to the attempt, they had a song they were singing. And that song was a song 
that pleased God so well. So when you worship God, be careful what you say in the weddings of the song you sing. Are you hearing me? Remember the song we sang earlier? It said, there we call him king of kings. That is not the original version. That's Great Grace Ministries' version. Because the, the original version said, then we crown him king of kings. Who are you to crown God as king of kings? Are you hearing me? It sounds nice, but it's spiritually nonsense. And a lot of Christians around the world, they jump, they cry, they crawl on the floor. But God is merciful. It's a true knowledge. True knowledge. He will justify those who trust him. And they went into their camp, and what did they do? They complained in their attempts. And said, because, ooh, because the Lord hates us. This, this Bible verse is just, the, the passage is just loaded. There's so much. Because the Lord hates us. Wow. The Lord hates you. He brought you out of Egypt. He gave you manners. He gave you golds, articles of gold from people that were oppressing you because he hated you. God hates you so much. You were barren. He gave you a child. Now the child is grown up. You are not able to bring him to church because it's not the modern thing to do. God's blessing in your life has become hindrance in you because God hates us. Oh, I need a job. God, I need a job. If you give me this job, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to be able to support the ministry. I'm going to be able to support the gospel. And God gave you. The first thing you do is to look for a car dealer and buy a car that is bigger than your salary. And instead of fulfilling your vow and your promises, you begin to worship the car. And now, you are looking for a second job to sustain the first one. Are you hearing me? God. God came to their defender because they asked him. There was no place the children of Israel prayed in the, in the land of Egypt and said, God, help us. God saved us. They never prayed. The same God they are not claiming hate them. Are you hearing me? So be careful. Be careful of your thoughts. Be careful of the wisdom you rely on. Be careful because every detail of your life is exposed to him. But people only know that their life is exposed to God only when they need something from God. Once they get it, there are some areas that are exclusive. It is mine. Never be such a person or such a Christian. Next verse. Tell, God, tell somebody, God loves me. The Bible said, for God so loved the world. And he did what? 
he gave his only begotten son because we asked him. Is it because we asked him? No, because he loved us. And the Bible said, what can separate us from the love of God? Tribulation? Death? It's too late. Are you hearing me? Sickness? No money? Have you read the Bible verse that said, come and buy without money? Is it possible? Are you sure? Then practice it. Don't pay for everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I? I said don't pay for everything. There are things you must get because the word of God says so. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have seen the word buy without money. Let the word of God become your money. Are you hearing me? He said, thou shalt say to that mountain, be that removed. Meaning you can equally say to that mountain, come to me. And he said it will come. If only you don't doubt in your hearts. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's continue because we have a long way to go. We were in 2027, 20, 28, 28. Where can we go up? Our brethren has discouraged our hearts, saying, the people, the people are greater and taller than we. Hallelujah. There's somebody, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I said, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. They are not greater than me. Does it matter? It doesn't matter how ugly, how big, how, how great it looks. The greater is still he that is in us than he that is in the world. He said they are greater. May your confession bring you deliverance. May your confession bring the blessings of God to pass in your life. May you not entrap your life and your destiny with what you say. He said, the cities are great and fortified up to the heavens. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, God's children, they know how to magnify the problem than to magnify God. He said, the walls are fortified up to heavens. They really wanted to, to create a picture the people can see why they should not go up. Why it is not comfortable. Why God is not able. Because the, the walls is fortified. The city has no gates. The people, they are giant and we are like grasshoppers. How they created their own image. And the number one commandment to them was, thou shalt not have any other image or worship any other image beside me. Praise the Lord. Moreover, we have seen the sons of the anarchy there. Okay, go ahead, quickly. We're in 20... 29. What did 29 say? Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. Moses, 
Moses, the man of God, their leader, missed it when they listened to them, to the people. Because what the people said pleased him. And now, he's trying to, to encourage them in the world. No, we can because our God is great. The people you surround yourself with will determine how far you go in your spiritual life. Are you following me? He said, I said, the people you surround yourself with, if they are not building your faith up, they are tearing it down. Then I said to you, do not be terrified or afraid of them. They will not listen. Twelve against one. Ten against one. Or ten against three. It won't work. Because Joshua, Caleb, and Moses. Caleb and Joseph, and Joshua, they have no voice now. Are you hearing me? Because the ten, not only did they just announce it to the elders, they were campaigning in the camp, in the tents, telling them, make sure you don't allow your husband or your children to go. If Moses want to go, let him go by himself. If Joshua want to go, let him go. If Caleb want to go, let him go. Don't surround yourself with negative people. Are you hearing me? The next verse. Verse 32. The Lord your God, who goes before you, he will fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Wow. Moses is still trying to encourage them. It's too late now. He said, the Lord your God is able to fight for you. The same one that fought for you in Egypt, he's still able to do it. The same one that gave you that testimony. You see, sometimes you have to recount your testimonies. You have to recount your testimonies. You may not be talking to somebody else, be talking to yourself. God, I thank you for you did this for me. Oh, I thank you you did not forsake me. I call upon your name, you answered me. I was sick, you healed me. I was homeless, you provided with a home. I needed a husband, you gave me one. I needed children, you blessed me with children. Today I am thanking you because you are a wonderful father to me. But sometimes, when you look at your problem, you don't see any way out of it. It becomes so great and so mighty. You begin to magnify the problem. You begin to look at it and say, oh, how did I get to this place? If God really loved me, why would I even be in this place to, to be in a place of compromise? Why do I need to decide anything? Because God wants to take you to a new and higher level. If whatever you do, is either it brings you up or it takes you down. May the word of God brings you up and set you above only, and cause his face to shine upon you. Everything that has shadowed, that has become a shadow over your mind, over your spirit, I command it to go now in the name of Jesus. I am glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. I am glad I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to my Lord. Don't forget it. That you are Christ. Whether you are alive or you are dead. Next verse. What did he say? And in the wilderness, 
where you saw how the Lord your God carried you. How the Lord your God carried you as a man carries his son. They've forgotten. God is wicked now. God hates them now. This same God that when the going were good, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is the cup of my inheritance. The doors are open to me. I walk under open doors. Now your confession has changed. God hates us. He set a closed door before us. There is no way out of this. No. No. The Lord is still your shepherd. He is still the lifter up of your head. He is the one that said, I will not leave you, neither will I forsake you. He is God. And this morning you learned that he said, he will not, he will not deny his word. So go for the word and let the word do what he needs to do in you. Hallelujah. He carried you. He carried you as a man carries his son. Can you imagine that? How do you think God carries you? You must learn how to picture. How to picture the word of God in your life. It's not carrying you in his womb. He said, as a father carries his son, meaning you are resting on his shoulder. He's there. And when you do cry because something tried to hurt you, he will pat you and say, it is okay, my son. It's okay, my daughter. Don't be discouraged. You are in daddy's hands. Are you hearing? You are in daddy's hands. It doesn't look like you're going to survive. Trust daddy to provide a safe place for you. Trust daddy. He will go at any length to make sure that he provides for his family. And God is a good God. Next verse. Next verse. Yet for all that you did not believe the Lord your God. Who went in the way before you to, to the place for you? Did they ask him? No. He searched out a place for you, for you to pinch your tent, to show you the way you should go in the fire by night and in the cloud by day. So God had them covered by day or by night. But yet, it did not make any sense to them. They no longer trust God's judgment. They relied in their own judgment, in their own men that they selected for themselves. And that's what's denying them the promises of God. May the promises of God in your life come to pass in the name of Jesus. Verse, where are we now? 34? Mm -hmm. Were they praying? Were they praying? 
They were not praying. They were complaining. And yet God had the voice of their words. Wow. God heard them. So my brother and my sister, it is not only when you pray God hears you. It's not only when you pray God hears you. He knows the thought of your hearts. He knows what you think. He knows how you think. He knows where you want, what you want to do. And he said, I know my plans for you. But do you trust me? Do you trust me? Oh, hallelujah. And the Lord had the voice of you. Where? In the church? Were they in their church? Were they in the synagogue? No, in their tent. Where they were murmuring. Where they were complaining. Where they were saying, God has abandoned us. God heard their voice. Did you notice it didn't say God heard the voice of Moses? Moses was equally talking. Are you hearing me? This is why when you come to a corporate setting, just like the Tower of Babel, it was a corporate setting. What happened? They decided this was what they're going to do. God did not stop them. In a corporate setting, there is a corporate anointing. That whatever you bring there, whatever you decide to participate, you will be a part of that blessing or a part of the cause. Are you hearing me? Whatever is in that atmosphere because of the multitude. So, Moses, Joshua, Caleb, they were talking the Bible didn't say, and God heard them. But get God heard the people who were complaining, who were murmuring, who were discouraged because they were more in number. The same thing happened to Abraham's nephew in Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible said Lot was a righteous man, but he was living in the midst of wicked people. What did God hear? Only the crime. Are you hearing me? So don't surround yourself with people that will bring your faith down. Hallelujah. And the Lord had the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath saying, wow, Wow. God took an oath and said, this is what is going to happen from now. Was that God's intention for them before? Who changed it? Is God wicked? No. You decide what you want. With your mouth, you are justified. With your mouth, you are condemned. May your mouth justify you. And the Lord had the sound of your words and was angry and took an oath. Quickly, let's go. 35. Surely was, surely not one of these men of this evil generation shall see the good land of which I sworn to give to your fathers. God has the capacity to change his mind. He sworn, and now he's swearing again. Hallelujah. You know, some of the good pastors, they always tell you the good parts. Hallelujah. The Lord sworn, and now he has changed his mind, and he's swearing again that these people of all I have done for them, I love them, I give them Christ, I give them pastors, I give them prophets, I give them leaders to help them 
they, they don't see, so they don't deserve my total love. Go ahead. What is the title of the message? The Lord, opportunity to say no. Bet, don't say no. It's getting better. Let's, he said, except Caleb, the son of Jehoneah, he shall see it, and to him and his children, I am giving the land on which he walked. Because he wholly followed the Lord. The Lord was also hey. he said the Lord was also angry with me for your sake. Not because Moses did anything wrong. Because he listened to his people. He said the Lord was also angry with me for your sake. Saying even you shall not go in there. I said, the Lord will put you in a compromising position. <laughs> that was what God, Moses knew that God was angry with him, but God wasn't done with him yet. Next verse, verse 38. This is very, mark this one in your Bible. Mark it. Mark it before we read it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. You finished marking it? So let's, let's read it. Joshua, the son of Nun, who stand before you, he shall go in there. Encourage him for he shall cause Israel to inherit the land. Did you see what responsibility he gave Moses? Oh, he said, Moses, encourage him. Moses would have said, no, I will not. Was it comfortable for Moses? No. God will give you opportunity to say no. Don't say no. He said, encourage, encourage Encourage Joshua. Encourage Joshua. Joshua was not number two. Joshua was number three. Because Aaron was still there. He said, encourage Joshua. Encourage him. And Moses said, you know what? I am not. You are angry with me. Why should I encourage Joshua? Why will I allow him to, to come into the office? Why will I prepare him to take over from me? Hallelujah. 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 He said, encourage, encourage, encourage Joshua. Encourage Joshua. Teach him. Encourage him. Prepare him. A compromising position. If you, were, if you were Moses, what will you do? What will you do? Almighty God, the man that called you, now he's telling you, you know what? You have to encourage this other man. Your time is over. How do you think that fellowship would have gone? Just imagine it. How will, just look at the face of Joshua. How will Joshua look? The man he has looked up to as his father. The spiritual leader. He's the man that have taught him everything that he knows. Now God is saying, it's over. Because you listen to the voice of the people. And you do not listen or cross check with me. Tell somebody to stay with the word of God. The Lord 
will put you in a compromising position. There are some decisions you need to make. Make sure you look for it in the world. You pray about it. You think about how God wants it to go. Are you hearing me? It might look difficult. It might be very, very unpleasant. But one thing is sure. Psalm 138. Let's start from verse 3. I told you it was going to be long. Hallelujah. I said it's going to be long. Did you know Jesus Christ had an opportunity to say no? When Jesus Christ, the Bible said he went to the garden and he was praying, I was praying, I was praying. He said, uh, should this cup pass from me? Jesus had the opportunity to say no. If he had said no, there will not be worship today. If he had said no, we have still been lost and be subjected to the sin of Adam. But thank God he did not say no. If Jesus did not say no to the Father, don't say no to the Father. Don't say no to the world. It might not look good. It might be painful. It might be shameful. It might take all of your resources. It might take everything that you have. It will shake you to the call of your belief. Still don't say no. Let the word of God guide you. He said, the Lord that has gone before you to show you the way, still trust him. Psalm 138 verse 3 said, in that day, when I cry out, you answered me. Hallelujah. Woo. He said, in that day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> you know, because of time, we did not read the early part of, uh, of uh, Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 1. God equally spoke through Moses and said, only be courageous. Only be courageous. And that's what God is telling you today. He said, in my night time, I cried to God, and he strengthened me with boldness. Be bold for God. I said, be bold for God. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Don't say no, because it's easy for anyone to say no. It is easy for anyone to drop the mic when it becomes hot. It is easy for everyone to preach the gospel when everything looks okay, when the people are cheering you up. Preach on, pastor. Oh, preach on. But it's difficult when you are preaching to empty chairs. Will you still continue? Are you sure God still called you? <laughs> Oh, are you still glad you belong to Jesus? He said, in that day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Go to the next verse. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, when they hear the word of your mouth. How are they going to hear it? Through who? Through my mouth. If you are quiet and you begin to say what the world is saying, they will not hear you. You must be contrary to the world. You must be contrary to what you see. You must. He said, I will set you as a shining light on the mountain top. In the midst of the darkness, the Bible says he shines. And he said, we are the light of the world. If we are as dark as they are, 
we cannot shine. We must be contrary to the world. We must be contrary to the expectation they have set before us. So whether it is ugly or it looks good, remember that God is still carrying you. Depend on him solely. Next verse. What did he say? Yes, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, we'll take one more verse, then we're done. Verse 8. Hallelujah. What is your confession? The Lord will perfect that which concise me. I said the Lord will perfect that which concise me. I said the Lord will perfect that which concise you. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Hallelujah. Your mercy, O Lord, endure forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. He's talking about me. He's talking about you. God will not forsake you. God will not leave you stranded. He might put you in that position. It's because he trusts you. He prepared you. He knows you before the foundation of the world. He knows your capacity. Don't say no to God. God will put you in a position where you may have to say no, but don't say no. Let us pray. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father, today we have seen from your word how carefully you are patient with your people. We have seen from your word that situations might look ugly, tempting for us to compromise, help us to stay and focus and look at Jesus as the author and the finishers of our faith. Father, let the word that you have heard today bring justification. Let it bring answers. Let it bring encouragement. Let it bring clear vision to somebody's hearts. Let that decision be easy. Let that direction be clear. In the name of Jesus, Father, do not allow the, the pressure from outside drown your word in your life. Father, be merciful, even at this time. We pray, Father God, that this month of a thousand times more, that you will multiply their blessings, you will multiply their anointing, that you will multiply their grace a thousand times more. May everyone under the sound of my voice have a reason to thank you a thousand times more. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord.